Good morning, Skylark Church. I'm Pete. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Sunday Online. Today's Palm Sunday, as you know, and today we have got an amazing message lined up for you. Wendy Ward and her husband Marcus head up DNA in the life of the church, and Wendy is passionate about unlocking the Bible and making it applicable and relevant to today. So I hope you enjoy today's message. We'll be back at the end to bring you some updates to let you know exactly what's been happening this last week, but also as we head towards Easter Sunday to let you know some special things that we've got lined up that we can enjoy together as a church family. So let's pass over to you, Wendy. Good morning. It's really exciting that we can still keep in touch even though we can't physically be together. Just before lockdown, I had a couple of conversations with people who were planning how they would use the enforced time at home if it happened. My lovely hairdresser was saying how if lockdown came, she'd use her time to get all those household jobs done which she'd never had time for, clearing things out, generally sorting, decluttering her house. I've been to her house on a couple of occasions and it's really tidy, clean and well organised. That's how she likes it. And to be honest, I'm like that too. And then I spoke to my neighbour. He has just started retirement and he was getting really bored at home. So he decided that he would like to paint wood preserver on his fence. He went to B&Q and could find no wood preserver out on the shelves. He absolutely couldn't believe it. He spoke to a member of staff and actually they managed to find him some out at the back. Um, but he also said that since so many people were working from home, their stock had gone down quite significantly. People were obviously trying to catch up on jobs. When lockdown started, I made some plans of my own. I decided that I would use the opportunity to get fit. Nothing drastic or extreme, mind you. I dusted off some old exercise DVDs and started to do some aerobic exercise every day. But gradually, it occurred to me that we could all begin to swap one kind of busy with another. We're all used to being busy. We like being busy. Being busy makes us feel like we have a purpose, that we're useful and kind of important. We've got our list of jobs and aims and things that we want to achieve every single day. We have people and neighbours that we want to bless and help and encourage, especially at a time like this. But what if we get too busy to think or pray or sit with God? Maybe God has some other priorities. Maybe he's waiting for us to come to him and just be. In Mark 6, verse 31, Jesus said to his disciples, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. The disciples had just come back from mission They'd been sent off by Jesus in twos and had just come back. They wanted to tell Jesus about all the amazing things that had happened, the healings, the deliverances, the people turning back to God. They were buzzing. But Mark goes on to tell us that so many people were coming and going 
they didn't even have chance to eat. I guess these were the people that had heard about Jesus and knew that he and his disciples were doing amazing things and they wanted something from them. People were getting to hear about Jesus. Everywhere they went, crowds appeared and a lot was going on. The disciples were ready for some time out and so actually was Jesus. He had just heard of the death of his second cousin, John the Baptist, at the hands of Herod. And he also was feeling like he needed to get away. So they decided to go in a boat to a remote place. However, their plans were foiled. When they got there, they were in for a real surprise. Someone must have heard them talking about all the things that they were going, where they were going to go and what they were going to do and spread it, spread the information, spread it around. And by the time they got there, a massive crowd was waiting for them. It must have been so tempting to get right back in that boat and find another isolated spot. I know I would be like that. But Jesus had compassion on them, on all those people. He saw their desperation. In spite of his own needs, he wanted to help them. He spent the whole day teaching and healing them. He ended up feeding them too, as it had got really late and nobody brought any food. At last, the massive crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children were dispersing. Jesus sent his disciples off in the boat to Bethsaida. He said goodbye to the crowd and at last he was free. He absolutely couldn't wait to have some time with his father. He went up the mountainside alone to pray and he stayed there until it was nearly morning the next day. I'd be thinking to myself, I'm really tired, I need a rest. Surely he must have been tired, surely he would have wanted a sleep. But Jesus knew that there was really only one thing that mattered to him, and that was his time with God, his Father. He knew that without that input, he could do absolutely nothing. How else could he heal people? How else could he know just what to say at the right moment? How else could he know what to do and where to go? How else could he answer people's difficult questions? That time with God his Father was his powerhouse, his source and his very life and ministry depended upon it. Just before Jesus was crucified, he spent some special time with his disciples. He spoke to them about the things which really, really mattered. He washed their feet and he taught them that they need to have that attitude of serving others humbly. And he told them that the one thing they needed to remember was to abide, remain, live in that close relationship with him and the Father. He told them, you can't bear fruit, be effective, make a real difference, live a life that counts unless you stay close to me. In fact, without me, you can do nothing.
he told them that he loved them and that he wanted them to remain, stay, abide, live in life union with him, letting his love nourish their hearts. Jesus wanted his disciples to carry on his work and in fact to do even greater things than he had done. So he had to give them this essential key of how to do, do that. And his main one was stay close to God, spend time away from the crowds and the busyness and focus on God. You won't be able to do it any other way. You can read about all that in John 13 and 15. The 12 disciples would often have seen him do this. We read, we read in Luke 5, 16, that Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. They would see him do that the night before his crucifixion. In Luke 22, 39, it says he went as usual to the Mount of Olives in order to pray. It was his standard practice. I really love the way the Gospels don't gloss over the fact that the disciples who went to the garden with him that night promptly fell asleep. It had been a long day, but Jesus prayed so fervently that he sweated blood. I wonder, could he have really gone through the cross if he hadn't prayed like that? I believe that it was there that he found the resources he needed to face that awful ordeal. So how do we actually do what Jesus did and do what he taught us to do? We really need to be very intentional. I know that many of you will be extra busy and probably more tired with your children being off school. So it is a big challenge. But I would say that we need this. We need God's input as a top priority. Find a little space where you can be inside or outside and a time that works for you and guard it. Turn off your phone and all other devices and rest. Take a few deep breaths. God, ah, here I am. I want to be with you. You might like to play a few worship songs or sing or read a psalm or just speak out your love to God. And then read something from the Bible. Take time to think about it. Does God want to show you something new? Take time to listen and write down anything you feel God might be saying to you or showing you and talk to him about that. Listen in your spirit. Ask him, God, what is on your heart today? Who are you concerned about? Is there anyone you want me to be looking out for today? Take a few moments to just be. Don't talk all the time. It's a great challenge for some of us. But let God show you things. Let him share his heart with you. Let him heal you where you hurt. Receive his love 
Let his love enrich your heart. Tell him anything that concerns you. Let him minister to you in the way that only he knows how to do. Honestly, this is so lovely. A time just to hang out with God. And then pray for people. God loves people. Let him lead you as to who to pray for and how to pray. Pray in tongues and in your own language as well. The Bible tells us there are so many benefits to doing this. I have these words written on the whiteboard in my study or prayer room. Jesus said, are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. I grew up in quite a religious home and having a quiet time came with some quite heavy connotations. But God has freed me. I now don't have a quiet time because I should, have to or ought, but because honestly I need it, love it and can't do without it. To be in God's presence, there's nothing like it. It fills me with joy and peace. His love nourishes my soul. If I need guidance for anything, I find it in that place. Acts 2 verse 28 in the Amplified Bible says, You have made known to me the ways of life. You will enrapture me, diffusing my soul with joy, with and in your presence. How beautiful is that? God wants us to have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. And it's only as we spend time in his presence that we get direction as to how to partake of that wonderful abundant life God wants us to have. And that it's only found in his presence. Psalm 16, 11 says, In your presence is fullness of joy. We need joy, don't we? Especially at these times. David in Psalm 27 verse 4 says, One thing, one thing I ask of the Lord, and this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. David had many calls on his time being king of Israel at that then, and he understood that above all, abundantly, above all, he needed God first and foremost, and he couldn't do without him. Moses, another really busy man, was desperate to see God's glory, to be shown the ways of God, and above all, to know him. 
When Moses had spent 40 days on the mountain with God, it actually changed his physical appearance. The skin on his face glowed. The Amplified Bible says that the skin of his face shone and sent forth beams by reason of his speaking with the Lord. It actually freaked people out, so he had to put a veil over his face. Paul writes about this in 2 Corinthians and says that we too, as we spend time in God's presence, will be transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendour from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. In God's presence, we are changed, transformed. So as I come to a close, I just want to encourage you to spend the best time you can with God in his presence and not give in to that temptation to change one kind of busy for another. In fact, maybe it's a good opportunity to declutter our lives and make room for God. I truly believe that there's nothing as important as spending time with God. As with Jesus, everything else we do flows from that place of intimacy with God. So I wonder if, to close, you would like to join me in saying the prayer that we have for this season. The Skylark Prayer. Jesus, be my vision. May I know you deeply, enjoying the closeness of your presence throughout this day. Jesus, be my vision. May I love you wholeheartedly, surrendering all I am to you throughout this day. Jesus, be my vision. May I follow you faithfully, walking in step with your heartbeat throughout this day. Jesus, be my vision. May I share your love freely, offering hope to those around me throughout this day. Amen. Hi again. We're back, as promised, to let you know a few of the things that have been happening over the course of this last week, as well as some of the things that are coming up. This week we have continued to hand out care packages to people in our community and in our church family who are a bit more vulnerable, maybe more at risk, and they have been so well received. People really feel loved and looked after. So thank you so much to everybody who is involved in that. As a church, we have been meeting online in loads of different forums too. Life groups meeting together, the worship group had an amazing time together on Thursday night. I know more of you are connecting using Zoom and, and other uses of technology. So keep doing that, keep being connected at this time. Thank you to everybody who's facilitating that for us. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the other things that we've had so much amazing feedback about is the sound bites and our Sundays online. In fact, it's blown us away. We've received so many different messages from people both inside the church and well beyond the church, encouraging us and saying what a source of hope, encouragement and strength they've been at this time. And um, we also have had feedback about um, the podcast, 
Uh, it's been really exciting. I'm going to read this from the laptop. Uh, so here are some of the countries that the podcast was listened to in. Um, Australia, Norway, India, Belgium, the USA, Zambia, Germany, Spain, Indonesia, Bangladesh, Italy, Romania, and Uganda. So to anyone listening in another country this morning, um, we hope that you feel really welcome as part of our online gathering of Skylight Challenge. There's a new thing starting this evening at 7 p.m. Sue and Rach are putting together a prayer and worship evening with some live worship. Hopefully you have received your invitations through Church Suite emails, but also look on Instagram or Facebook and there's a chance to sign up for tonight to be part of that Zoom call. We only have 100 spaces on our Zoom call, so first 100 people in are the ones who are going to make it this week. I really hope that there's way more than that wanting to get in and we have to upgrade our license. That would be exciting, wouldn't it? Tonight at 7 o'clock for some live prayer and worship together as a church. Oh, that sounds amazing. I can't wait. One of the other things that we are going to be introducing, if you're on Facebook or on Instagram, is Worship Wednesdays. One of our incredible worship leaders that you would have heard on a Sunday gathering is going to be sharing a really brief thought, a written thought, and also posting one of their favourite worship songs that they're really enjoying worshipping to at home. And uh, we're really hoping that each Wednesday, it's just going to be a reminder to you in your home or wherever you find yourself to crank up that song loudly and to spend some time in worship to God. So watch out for Worship Wednesdays beginning this week. And the final thing is that next Sunday, it is Easter Sunday, both Nikki and I will be bringing the message together in a kind of tag team style. But one of the things we're going to be doing is having communion together, having an opportunity for us with you to have communion. So can I say now, it would be great if you came prepared next Sunday with some bread and wine or any equivalent that you would like to use so that we can have communion together. It's going to be so much fun to celebrate Easter. And although we can't be with each other as we'd love to be, we can still do it as family together. So see you next Sunday as well. Yeah, we're really excited for Easter Sunday. And on that note, I'm going to pray. I'd love to pray for us in the run up to Easter this week that we would be able to focus back on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And as we head towards Good Friday and then obviously to Easter Sunday, that we would know God's presence so close. So Jesus, we thank you that we've been able to gather online today Lord, that although we may not be physically present together, we are very much of one heart, of one mind, and we share one Lord. And this morning I pray for each and every one listening in. I pray, Lord, for your strength to be with us for whatever our week may hold. I pray, Lord, that you would encourage us and uplift us in the moments where we feel ourselves feeling discouraged. I pray, Lord, that we would continue to be your hands and your feet this week and display your love to those around us. But Lord, as we move towards Easter and we focus in on the fact that you loved us so much that you gave your only son, that we might have life. I pray, Lord, that we would not keep that truth to ourselves, but that we would radiate that sacrificial love to, to everybody that we come into contact with and that you would help us to focus back on the things that really matter, the most important aspects of our life. And 
the centrality of you and your cross and your resurrection in all of that. Lord, may we know that we have a glorious hope and his name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Take care. See you soon. Bye.